Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter number 13, and we're going to wrap up this chapter. Last time we were together, we spoke of our Lord's homecoming in Matthew chapter number 13, verse number 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogues inasmuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his Mary called his mother called Mary, and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and his sisters are not they all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So past couple of days we've been talking about uh, things that we can learn about the Lord from these verses. In verse number 54, we saw his might and his wisdom. And, uh, then we also looked at, looked at the fact that, he, that others recognized this wisdom and these mighty works. Then we also see his family here, that Jesus did indeed have little brothers and literal sisters, unlike what is taught by the Catholic Church. We also saw Jesus's reputation. He was not honored by those in his own country. And it's true. Prophets, men of God, are not honored in their own countries, even though they may be honored greatly in other places. Um, then we also talked about the results. Because of their unbelief, Jesus could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And where we're going to pick up today and where we're going to wrap up the chapter is, do we limit God because of our unbelief? Actually, I believe that we do in at least three ways that I want to share with you today. Number one, unbelief blinds your eyes and makes you skeptical. Miracles were happening. The dead were being raised. The lame were walking. The blind were seeing. The deaf were hearing. God was working. And yet they did not believe. Unbelief can blind our eyes to the obvious. Even when it's right in front of us, we fall for unbelief's cousin, skeptical. We're skeptical about what we're seeing. There's, there are people all around us today, both in and outside the body of Christ, that are blinded, just like these guys in Jesus' day, to what God is doing. Instead of giving God the credit, they chalk it up to coincidence. They are actually no better than the fool who has said in his heart that there is no God. In Psalm chapter 14 and verse number 1. They have been corrupted by their own belief. Unbelief binds and blinds, period. One guy said one time that if God proved his unquestionable existence, you couldn't be a believer. You might be a follower, but you couldn't be a believer because faith would no longer be required. So unbelief blinds our eyes, and if we're not careful, 
It'll make us skeptical. Second, unbelief poisons our hearts and makes us cynical. Just as unbelief blinds the eyes and makes one skeptical, so too unbelief can poison the heart and make one cynical. Just as the mob who ask, is not this the carpenter's son? In other words, there's nothing special about this guy. Just as the mob who said, is not this his mother called Mary? In other words, we know all about your mother's questionable past. And it goes on and on throughout the Gospels. Aren't his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Aren't his sisters? Aren't they all with us? They cried, "What? Whence then hath these man's this man these these things?" In other words, who does he think he is? Unbelief poisons the heart and will make us cynical. And just as unbelief will blind your eyes and make you skeptical poison your heart and make you cynical, so too unbelief will rob your joy and and make you sterile. Jesus was able and willing to heal any and everyone who came to him, but most did not. The Bible says, and he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. He was, he didn't do it. He could have, he, he would have been willing to heal any and everyone who would but come to him. He could have brought such joy to so many. He could have cured their illnesses, their diseases, anything that ailed them. But they chose the path of unbelief. Unbelief will rob your joy and you will become sterile. So what's the conclusion then? Believe. Ask God to give you faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, the Bible says. In Mark chapter 9, verse number 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. This was Paul's desire when he prayed for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know, I'm reminded of the unbelieving servant in 2 Kings chapter 6. Elijah had to remind his servant that God was in control, that he had everything in hand. In 2 Kings 6 and verse number 15, it says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eye, opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. Truth be known, Elijah was not was not worried because faith sees what unbelief never 
will. Just believe. Believe. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.